What's up? Welcome to Sweathead with Mark Pollard. I have David Navarro, who's ECD at Ueno in New York. He's from Spain. He leapt out of university, set up his own business. He's done work all over the world. And uh, we've got a chunky topic we're going to get into. We will hear about David's work, but we're also going to talk about introducing strategists into a growing company and a company that's grown without strategists. David, welcome. Hey, how are you, man? Thank you for having me here. Pleasure. We've, we've, we've tried to organize this chat a few times over the year, <laughs> yeah. year, years. Year, year, it's years. Mm-hmm. Multiple. Uh, so it's great to finally have you. I mean, I, for what it's worth, love the work that Wayno does. It's always really clean. Thank you. A lot of digital product and design work that's just it's crisp and it's meaningful and intentional and it doesn't try to do more than it needs to do. And that is difficult to achieve. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like the idea and the reason why everything started and the reason why I joined. Mm. Just to keep a bit more like, uh, like emotions and, and, and good designs in a world that everything is looking the same. Mm-hmm. So you're over two decades into your career. You're currently in ACD. Mm-hmm. What, what's your background? What did you study? What kind of work did you do early on? So I wanted to be a film director. I was like obsessed with being the next Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And then I studied that. I studied more like film and, and, and communication. And then Yes, I'm gonna like it's going back in time a lot, like going to 1998 when the internet was starting to be a thing, mm-hmm. and then just like when I finished university, I started my own like digital studio. Like we were calling ourselves like digital agency, but it was a company of three, mm-hmm. and that's basically that learning like the new world in 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 the early days of, of everything and. and and like enjoying those flash days where creativity was something that you could feel that you could do and have an impact in, in the world, like being a romantic. And then since then, it was like at some point, of course, the crisis like was kind of like destroying everything, including mm-hmm. the, the dream of having like a really successful company. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then is when I started my, my experience working abroad. I started in Amsterdam working for Tribal DDB and then more like classic agencies like mm. Walter Thompson and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to New York, joining Stink Studios, and now as, a, as an ECD at Bueno. Doing design and having fun, that is what I like to do after yeah. all these years. That's, 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 a, that's a great run. I mean, Stink do beautiful work as well. Uh, you mentioned Flash. Were your first few years largely in Flash, making Flash websites? Flash is the most amazing tool that like the internet has has created. It was like an opportunity to 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 just to express creativities in a, in a proper blank canvas with no rules, and and having like the challenge of okay starting from scratch every time and seeing it in a context that everybody was doing the same, trying to learn that new world. Uh, that's why like the Flash they were super exciting. It's not that I'm I'm kind of like a uh, an advocate of flash and all this chaos but but i think without flash like internet would be right now completely different mm. and creativity would be completely different mm. uh, and then when you talk about the crisis and how it affected your your work and the company that you had are you talking mm. about the, the dot-com crash of 2000 2001 no, no? We, we survived that one we survived that one mm. because we were too small to to be part of that that chaos it was more like the the, the 28 2008, yeah. like a uh, crisis that was more like when we had like the company for 11 years and at some point you are like betting hard in in, in type of business 
we were between having real estate. We had a lot of real estate companies working with us, mm-hmm. and then that was like impossible to 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 manage. Mm. And it was kind of like a moment that you you feel that that as well your adventure has okay. I can do other things, and I can have I still having fun, and I don't have to pursue a dream that perhaps is never going to happen because Spain, let's assume, is great, but but it's not as as fruitful market as like Northern Europe or or, or the US. Mm. It's it's funny. Two thousand eight, two thousand and nine in Australia was known as the GFC, Global Financial mm-hmm. Crash, uh, mm-hmm. in New, in New York, <laughs> where much mm-hmm. of it where much of it happened or started. It's mm-hmm. not known known as that. Was were those years known in a particular way in Spain? Is there a certain name that they're given? Mm, no, it's just crisis. I mean, capital let, capital letters and on fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I did a, a quick job of explaining the kind of work that you're doing now at Ueno. Mm-hmm. Could you, do you talk us through some of the projects that you do, just to give context to the conversation we'll have about strategists at Ueno, but, and, and, but also through other parts of your career as well? So Ueno is what, what if we have to label it, and in a way that is easy, because of course we, we can add a lot of poetry on top of like how we see ourselves, but it's, it's, it's a digital agency, so we do like, digital branding we do like uh, products we do websites we do like everything that is digital like from from branding to experiential to to even just like helping with with content but always with that dna that is fully digital that's basically what we do and, and it's i still i think i didn't give you the the answer to keep it simple i love a little bit of like like poetry on top but it's basically that. Like, like we are the digital agency, having mm. fun, doing beautiful things and meaningful things, of course. Yeah, over the years, I've seen documents of like essentially audits or roundups of the way that digital agencies communicate about themselves. Sometimes they're poetic, but people kind of say really similar stuff. And I find that a little bit ironic. Mm. The thing is, when I see your website, when I see the work, there's there's a cleanliness and minimalism and intention that's not everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's like a, maybe not high design, but there's like a really, obviously a very strong design muscle. Mm-hmm. Whereas other digital agencies in parts of the world, they're just banging stuff out and they do it cheap and it doesn't look like it's being put together with any intention and maybe it's design isn't mm-hmm. a leading um, craft in, in that kind of agency. Whereas with Wayno, well, it seems to be. Mm, I think that as well because of the, the way the industry works now, like what I told you, like the flash days, everything was chaos, everything was freedom. Mm-hmm. And right now we created so many frameworks, so many like toolkits that we can use that at some point that world of sameness that everybody is saying, I think it's like, it's, it's a problem. Like mm-hmm. you, at some point you get super comfortable just executing like the same formula. And that's why it gets like more of the same. And what we try is always like, I was reading the other day a, a, a book from David Mamet that says that writing drama, you need to go through the same journey the character goes, and, and, and you have to suffer. And I think it's the same. Like you have to, when you're creating something, it's a process of pain. It's, like, it's, it's beautiful pain, as I call it. You know, you have to create in a way something that is not only just to make it look good or just like to get paid. It's just like this can have an impact. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we like, usually think that we are solving the world. We are not. We are part of a solution I would like to think, mm-hmm. but everything that we create matters. So that's why, like, I'm kind of a romantic. I'm carrying that from the flash days. Like everything can be cool, everything can be meaningful, everything can be fantastic. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's kind of like the spirit that we that we bring as well. From the founder that he started like, to, to the latest, like to the new employee that joins today, for instance. 
Yeah, and and so look, I do feel a little bit simplistic and uh, self-serving by wanting to talk to you about strategists. I would say that anyone who's interested in in your work, you do a lot of talks at various design conferences, some of which mm-hmm. are are online. So I just invite anyone listening to Google your name, and you'll find David talking very eloquently about the work that he does. But um, as we were talking before we we press record, the idea of you know how do you introduce strategists into specifically an agency that's growing and that's grown without strategists like how does that work and you feel that you've got a point of view to share about that and i'm not going to turn that point of view down so what is your relationship as an ecd to strategists okay so to answer that question, I have to, in a way, to, to explain you what, what Bueno is and what Bueno was. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep it short. So Bueno started like six years ago, as I always say, like a freelance gig that went crazy because it was a company of one and one guy only, like it's Hali from, from Iceland. He was like freelancing at that time. And at some point you do good work and you get like new assignments and then you grow like a network of freelancers that are helping you. And at some point it's like you say, okay. I need to create something. I have like enough to create a company. And that was the first moment that the first layer of creation of, of what Bueno was. That was basically designers and developers. And then no producers, because in a way, and, and it's something that I like from Bueno, this kind of like punk attitude. Like we have to do everything. We have problems to solve. We are problem solvers. So you have to be a producer. You have to be the copywriter. You have to be the strategist. But of course, like the company keeps growing. And at some point you need to add structures. You need to add more like more producers. You need to add like people that are seeing things from an account perspective. And of course, you need to bring strategies. Even if every designer in a way is a strategist in some form, you need to bring you need to bring people that are more like specialists in the discipline so they can actually make your work better, help you to make the work better. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my relation with the strategists. I have like very good friends in, in, in the industry that are strategists that what I like of them is they, they complement me. Like I have like weaknesses in some part and, and I'm not seeing them like that person I have to work with. I'm seeing them like you're a partner. So you you are a person that is as well as creative as I am, even more sometimes. So that's why every we have now the discipline of strategy at, uh, at Bueno is still small. Mm-hmm. But I I really enjoy working with strategists because they bring those points of view that perhaps you're so trapped in, in the concept world and trying to come up with the best ideas that sometimes you miss things. And yeah, that's why it's not like I, I love, I'm not going to sing a love song about strategies, but, but I really feel a, a connection with them. It's it's interesting to hear that you started off as design and development, and I guess there was there was a, some kind of layer of management, and there might have been some maybe freelance or full time uh, administrative roles, accounting, finance, some kind of legal team in the mix at some point. You know, outside, probably outside of the company, obviously, to then add an one new discipline such as producers and maybe account an account team, and then potentially a strategy team. When you're in it. And when you signed up for a company that didn't look like the company that it's turning into, these changes can feel really, really dramatic. And it's hard not to sometimes be in interactions or meetings where regardless of what's being said, Mm -hmm. essentially people are like, what about me? What about me? I used to do that. I used to be important. I used to have this. I used to do that. And Mm -hmm. these kinds of changes are, are really quite 
big and sometimes difficult to navigate. Uh, I mean, you've worked in lots of different agencies, run your own, and, and now you're growing with Wayno. Do you have any wisdom to impart to someone running an agency who's considering adding one or two new disciplines right now? Because it's, it's not always that easy. You, you might yeah, it, make it, mistakes it, along the way. It, it is not. It is not. It is not. So I joined Bueno like two years and a half ago, pretty much. And when I joined was like the beginning of that change. It was I, in the company when we were like, I think around 50 globally, we had only one producer that was managing all the projects in the, in the three offices in Reykjavik, in New York, wow. and San Francisco. That's, in, that's incredible. So, so how was that possible before you go on? I'm being rude. How was that possible? <laughs> like one person managing the work of 50? It's basically like doing things right, having a lot of patience and then selecting your battles. At some okay. point you need as well to, that's why you need people that are labeled perhaps as creative or as a developer as well playing in some form that, that role as well. Mm. Right, because Amazing. that was like, you need, you need to do everything in a way because it's like you're creating a company. The company can go to the stratosphere, go to hell, <laughs> but we don't know. It's like mm. that, that, that feeling of not knowing that was what brought me to, to Bueno. Actually, after all these years, in a way, I feel that Bueno was kind of like the bringing those vibes when I started my own studio, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like not knowing, but knowing that I'm jumping into a market, the New York market, I joined the, the, the New York office. Mm-hmm. That was, of course, that's, that's where you know that things can happen. So as a piece of advice for people that are into these new disciplines, yeah, of course, like you, you need to have high tolerance to failure. So that's something you have to accept. It's not about like failure sucks. Like I don't like to fail. But if you in a way are open to keep learning, okay, we, we have knowledge in our experience because we have like fairly senior people that can come with experiences. But altogether in a moment of the company's changing right now that we are going through a, a, a new level of transformation there's like we're like we are lucky that we're working with like those those like big names that you want to work with mm-hmm. and we have to keep everything in, in in place we have to add more account power we have to add more strategy power because they are asking for a strategy mm-hmm. and and of course you can bring your own experience but but you need to bring the specialist as well so that's why right. if you if you need to get your business a bit at one level more serious of course you need to understand that the transformation needs to happen and of course that can have an impact in the way you are seeing things in the way you are behaving in the way you're behaving internally and externally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so part of that was that you, ne- you need to believe that change needs to happen you need a high tolerance of failure and then the word bring i'm, I'm going to read into that word in a in a maybe more particular way than you meant it you, you do need to bring people along with you i i hear a lot mm-hmm. of stories of someone just being like hey we should get a strategist uh maybe that would help us earn more money get access to briefs for not getting access to everyone else has got a strategist let's get a strategist and the thing is they just hire a person and then blame them when it doesn't work out even though they haven't brought that person along with a philosophy of the company stood up for the discipline. It's just, it's that person's fault. So, so that you kind of need to include people in this journey, right? You said one thing that is exactly one thing that I, I, I wanted to avoid that when I think we are doing it is bringing a new person that in a way starts a new, a new discipline. Mm. Sometimes it's basically, I, I've seen this in the past in other companies, you're bringing that person because you want to have a reason to, to charge more money to the, to your client. 
Okay, now we have a strategy. I can have a, a, a strategy phase, you know, because it's not enough with designers that know a strategy, you know. And, and, and the nice thing or what we have here is that the strategy is integrated in the process. So when we are doing the strategy phase, creatives and designers are part of the mix, even developers. So it's like we're, we're not trying to, to charge more, we are trying to do things better. So that's why for me, it's not that it's a completely flat structure, but, but we are working more as a team that just trying to say, right now is the strategy phase when all the strategies can play. So that's why like, my recommendation would be, would be just like everybody that wants to do that, make that move. So you need to know that it's not about just like setting the structure to look good, just to make good, better work. That yeah, that, that, happens. yeah. That, that, that decision is, it's a philosophical, potentially ethical decision in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, if a company exists just to make money and you want to bring in people to make money, that's part of your philosophy. It's just going to lead, yeah, cool. yeah, lead to very different hiring decisions and supporting decisions compared to, you know what, we exist to do the best work we can. Uh, we need people who are going to support that and we want them to be part of the journey. And those, those two philosophies are two of the mm-hmm. big philosophies out there. Just pick one and then be clear about what you're bringing someone into and not you know not manipulative and lying about mm-hmm. it all uh what else have you learned about bringing in in general new disciplines and then we'll talk more specifically about strategists so new disciplines like as i'm saying we, we are still growing and right mm-hmm. now we are just trying to to establish better relationships with clients because mm-hmm. when you're a small company it's, it's easy to to be more like project-based and of course, you do good work, and then if they like you, they can call you like the next year. But but if you want to like really succeed as a, as a business, you just need to establish to, to build those relationships. So right, right now we are we are doing that in the past, but right now we need to in a way set that structure more like an account structure. I don't want to to be perceived that we are just going in a in a in a phase that we're transforming ourselves into something super serious. Mm-hmm. But it's more about setting the right like dynamics and processes to protect those relations beyond just like doing cool projects we need to you know in in that implies to be more strategic and bring that Uh, into the mix yeah now let's let's jump back out into the your entire career and your entire experience with strategists Mm -hmm. how would you describe your relationship with them have you seen different kinds of strategists that you get on better with than others (laughs) yeah i i've met quite a few strategists and like realizing that the strategy has, can have like multiple directions, like you have brand strategies, you have product strategies, you have like researchers, you have like data specialists and all that. So you have like a bit of different flavors, but at the end of the day, we are just like helping brands. You know, you're helping brands and companies just to to get like a, a good space in the world in this like chaos that we are living in. So So that's why like, I like the brand strategies more because of more like the, the holistic view. And, and while I interacted with some like product, more like experiential digital strategies, sometimes I feel that they, they, they are like too niche and they just focus in one thing. They do that thing great. But I like kind of have like more like a broad vision of the, the problems of a company can, can, can face. And then from that, just come up with the solutions. So but like, my relationship with the strategies, my favorite ones are the ones that are more like brand strategies because mm-hmm. they can have that vision. Do you, do you think that's just because that's what your brain is either attracted to or needs versus, you know, a, a product slash experience strategist? And I know they're, <laughs> they're words that get used in very different ways in different places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they, is there more likelihood that you'll clash with them? Because at some point, 
some of their work is kind of your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah. So uh, that's why when I said before that I like strategies when they, in a way, are in a way covering my weaknesses mm-hmm. because of actually something that happens a lot with 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 I'm going to say like quote unquote digital people that we jump into a, a discipline that you have to do a bit of everything. And then, in a way, you are learning by doing, and you're learning some strategy. That's why, like, when when I have a product strategies that is bringing some research and data, and then even UX strategy, I kind of feel that they are kind of like doing things that I that I know as well. So it's not that I can do as well as they, but but I I know that language. And then the other type of strategies, more like brand strategies, are bringing me new dimensions that are making my work more rich. That's why, in a way, I'm kind of like more excited when I'm working with them. Mm-hmm. I love everyone, so it's not I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing favorites here, but yeah. but I really enjoy strategy as a discipline because it's like you know we're discovering like new worlds, so we can jump into finding creative solutions. But I think these things are, are worth paying attention to when someone's running a company because it's very easy to look at a competitor and say, we should have three of those people and we should get them. We're not sure how we're going to charge for them. We should just get them. Whereas mm-hmm. in- increasingly what, you know, and I hear this largely through soccer or football where in the past few years there are very famous football coaches in the UK and in Spain and in Germany and everywhere who have very strong reputations for their philosophies. And mm-hmm. the point isn't that you just get, for example, the biggest, fastest person who can score the most goals. You get a person who's right for that system. And mm-hmm. so the system as it exists with with what you're talking about is you want someone who can um, expose things to you that you know, you might not necessarily think about as opposed to someone who's nested a little too close to what you do. Therefore, the people you bring in quite naturally should be a bit like that because that's kind of the system that's operating at least mm-hmm. in your, your office, knowing mm-hmm. that different Wano offices might have different subcultures mm-hmm. and needs, right? And it's, it's, it's one of these things that we don't often talk about with nuance because we're like, oh, that agency's got these, we should have them as opposed mm-hmm. to, no, no, what are the pieces of the puzzle that we need based on the team that we've got, based on where we're going? Mm-hmm. It's a very different kind of conversation. Yeah, when you're talking about like philosophy and, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to see what we are doing here, you're right. Like, is the same needs that we have uh, at Wayne, like the needs we have in New York are not the same that the needs that we have in, in, in the San Francisco office, for instance, because that's more like, you know, like the Silicon Valley and more like the product focus market. This is more like diverse. You have more options. You, of course, you have product, but you as well have market and you have more, let's say, brand opportunities, like the, the, the classic approach for branding. Uh, that's why, like, you need different types of, like, roles and profiles for, for each one of those markets. But, mm-hmm. We are setting kind of like one, one, one philosophy that is common. That is, we are in the digital world. We are creating products. We are doing things that people use. So it's not about just making things pretty, like things that have meaning. We are always like talking about we are mixing function and feelings. And, and, and that feelings part is, like, is the, the emotional layer. And in emotional, you bring those, those, the, the, the dimension of culture. And culture is basically where strategy lives. So that's why, like, uh, I think that the strategies are well in a way they need to, in a way, cover absolutely everything in a way, just uh, yes, from product to branding, mm-hmm. and and as well, the team is prepared to understand that language. That's why, like, our philosophy is more like we need to. I, I prefer more like generalist than a specialist in a way 
when we hire people that are in this discipline, we want a bit of, you need to have your specialty, but as well be able to navigate in more like broad uh, seas. Yeah, and, and that's really important. And, you know, some agencies don't, they're suspicious of generalists because they're not sure how they can really charge for them. So it's important mm -hmm. that you identify that and find people who can fulfill it. Um, and I, I say this next point only after a couple of decades in the industry and talking with hundreds of people, but I don't think enough ECDs do enough to show support for the strategists that they work around. And they kind of resent them and work against them, think they're smarter than them, think the strategist is annoying, and sometimes we are. But also what I... <laughs> believe to be true is that these CDs don't often realize the power that they have that in acknowledging a strategist and inviting them into rooms and meetings that maybe the strategist isn't in, how powerful that can actually be to getting to great work in the future and making sure that you've got someone who's, um, who's really arming you and the team with the things that you need. What's all that about? This is what I told you earlier. Like, for me, the, the strategist is basically a member of the creative team. So one, one thing that we had in digital is like, we transformed the classic creative couple from a copywriter and art director, and we added the developer. I like, oh, it's the Trinity. It's like, they, they can create like amazing things. But right now it's like, with that mindset, you can add more, more elements into the mix because the, the goal is not about <clears throat> protecting your, your territory and your ego. It's more like, oh, I want to solve a problem. And, and I know the angle that a strategy brings, actually with the, the, the ones that we have here at, at Bueno, they always add like elements to the conversation that is like making the clients and, and potential clients to engage in conversations properly. And then, and then I don't think that a designer can in a way have the deep insights in culture that a strategist can have. So but it's, it's about like, I want to win. <laughs> I want to get to a point that I'm making the best work. So I think it's a bit like silly just not to make people be part of that experience of creating. And, and I think that the ego should be completely left out of the door. Like, you know, like I, I, as an ECD, I, I don't want to, I'm not ruled by ego. I think like, and that's nothing I like at Bueno that we are kind of like ego free. Of course, we have some degree of ego, but, but, but I, we are solving a problem. We are not just like trying to, to be territorial or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't know if I have low expectations, but I, I honestly hope that every strategist who ever gets to do strategy has at least one ECD or chief creative officer in their careers that mm -hmm. appreciates them as a human and, and appreciates the discipline because, oh my gosh, that's, it's electrifying. It's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, 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 so I think it's, it's very, very stupid to not understand the power you have when you just bring more like diversity to the mix, like 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 diversity of thinking. Like you have like, if I'm working with a developer, I'm gonna have different insights. If I'm working with another designer, the same way that if I'm working with a with a strategist, I'm gonna have different insights. I have worked with a UXer, but I like everything. I need to have everything just to make better ideas and better products. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that. A lot of strategists don't do themselves justice and can be their own enemy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what would you say to someone who's interested in working in a company like uh, Ueno with someone like you? Like, what, what are things that they could do a little bit better? And I don't mean that in a preachy way, but what, you know, how, how mm -hmm. can a strategist set themselves up for success, assuming the company they go to wants them to succeed? So what, what I like from the strategies that we, we have here is that they need to understand the design language. They need to understand the value of design and 
add to the mix the the power of of the knowledge they have from in, in brands and in, in industries. So that's why it's more. I want to feel that the same way I want a, a designer to be a copywriter and a bit of a developer and a bit of a producer. I I want as well like strategies to be a bit of a designer, a bit of a copywriter, and a bit of a producer. So that you need a way. That's what I said. Like you have your master skill, and then you need to open yourself to embrace what others are doing. And that's working pretty well here at Bueno. It's not about you have to master design. You have to make beautiful decks or, or make like, or start jumping into, into Photoshop. But you need to know the power that that has and how good can, this can be for you. Because I'm going to learn from you, you can learn from me. Mm. So part of that's about trying to understand the culture you're entering and then having a base level or, or being curious enough to ask for help to develop a base level uh, Absolutely. around language to, you know, cause you might be joining a company that's been totally fine for 10 years without you. And if you come in and you're throwing your jargon as a way to attack mm-hmm. other, other people's language, that's, that's kind of not going mm-hmm. to be very harmonious. That's always going to be challenging. That's for sure. But doesn't mean that, that, that is going to be too complicated. So you can just like make, find your way to that. Mm. When uh, you've, either at Wayno or in the past when new disciplines have come in or, you know, when a new person with a, that you're going to have to interact with comes in, do you try to get time with them outside of the office? You know, do you try to have an informal relationship with them or is it all business? No, like uh, we are humans after all. So of course yeah, you, you start like everything starts professional, but then you can realize like the person behind that like professional layer. So like, of course we, we get to a point that we get, like some bonding with ones more than others, of course, as well. Like I'm, I'm kind of like the oldest person in the, in the, in the office. So that's why there's a generational problem as well sometimes, but yeah, like the reason is great. Like, of course, sometimes like we, we just can go and have some beers and then know more the human mm. and less about like the, the professional, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously having worked in different parts of the world, yeah, that's, that that's, can be different, right? Sometimes people don't really go out of the office together. Yeah, like uh, I'm from Spain. We are a culture that is warm and all that. And, and I live in the Netherlands, in, in, in Amsterdam. So it's kind of like the, 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 the other side of the spectrum. Of course, you, you need a way to adapt to new personalities. That's why like, the same way, like, like moving abroad, in a way, made me realize that there's like a whole universe of people that are different that is great. Mm. Thinking in roles and, and, and positions is the same. Like having a, sometimes like, oh, I'm having a conversation with you like I've seen this, like in with some people that, that of course, like like young designers, in a way, they tend to, like, silo themselves sometimes. Like I'm going to talk with other designers because I want to learn, I want to progress in my career. But when they interact with us, with with the strategist or or developer, suddenly, boom, their world becomes richer. So it's like starting to know people and how different they are from a professional and personal perspective is always great. Mm. You know what I was wondering, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, is is there any chance you could talk us through two projects that you've done at Wayno? Like what, maybe what the brief was, what kind of uh, research slash thinking happened, and then mm-hmm. the, approach, the approach to design, and, and if you can, maybe even the impact in the real world. Okay, so I'm just going to like tell you a love story. <laughs> because Ooh. basically when, when I joined when I joined Wayno, my first project, was uh, uh, working for a small startup in, in Belgium called Cowboy. They are like electric bike startup. 
And, and they came with a prototype, basically, as like a, a bike that they assembled together. That was kind of like good technology, but didn't have a proper brand. They only have the name. They were super attached to the name Cowboy, that I wasn't super in love with the idea because of the negative connotations. But that was more like, okay, we're going to start a journey. So I'm going to know you. You're going to know me. We started with a strategy, of course. Like It's like, we need to put everything on the table. And we build the brand, we just like define their their values, define the, the their purpose and the, the vision and the mission and, and, and all that. And we define the foundations of how this will translate into the actual physical product and the digital product that came with it because it's an electric bike. So I like the idea of starting from scratch. That's why I love this 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 client because it was more like a journey with mm -hmm. a lot of pain and a lot of discussions and a lot of like moments that that you take things seriously and they take things seriously and then they sold the first batch uh, of of the first production batch they have for the for the bike they start to get some traction and then that story they they were telling themselves like we want to conquer mobility that was kind of like okay this is like the north star so right now we are shaping with them narratives to 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 make that strategically more grounded in what they are doing and all the the, the product strategy they have so, so that's why, like, for me, this is like working with a small company and seeing how they are growing at the same time that you're growing mm -hmm. is super exciting. So that's why I have my favorite one, I would say, is that one because it's like from small to some a decent, successful size, the successful story. And of course, in the other side, just when you, because we have quite a bit of, of those big names that everybody knows, like the, from Silicon Valley and all that, it's interesting as well to see and to work with with those clients, like helping them to ambition like future future products mm -hmm. or or to even like improve the existing ones. And it's interesting to see that they are exactly the same as the small startup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but they have the name. So that's why like, you realize that everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody is like as as lost or as like inspired creating stuff. And and it's great to feel that you are there trying mm -hmm. to be that that element that ties everything together that's cool and so if people are curious you can look at the website it's cowboy.com they make electric bikes they sell for about two thousand euros and they have won a red dot award that's really cool that's uh, they, won, they won two actually two which is a very prestigious design award right yeah it is it is talk me through one more case study so one more case study yeah we helped reuters Reuters, uh, the news company, news, yeah. we we held them to to create the digital properties. We started with the the TV app. We tried to define. So what I like of that project is like we had to define a platform for Apple TV and and, and all these like the smart TVs and and website. And we have to define it in a way that is like okay, it's another platform to consume video and to consume news. And and what I like of that project is that. The angle that we took is like people are consuming news in a way. So people are, are starting to consume news, not going to that, those platforms, but going to, to social media. They don't have time. The nice thing of, of Apple, uh, the Apple TV platform will for Reuters is that we took some patterns from social media and then we integrated it in the app. So you can go to the app and then you can jump into the live stream, but as well, you can just tailor the, the 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 way you want to consume news based on your needs like if i have like 30 minutes then you can just like make 
the news fit to that, those 30 minutes instead of just like jumping into a stream or selecting videos. Of course, you can do that, but that angle was something very, very, very interesting that they really adopted. And in a way, kind of like those like small victories that I was like showcased in the in one of those Apple keynotes when they introduced new products, they mm -hmm. introduced that as an example of what a product should be. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's not like a, an official award, but just like having that recognition as like a product well done mm -hmm. is something that was like very interesting. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Well, David, I, I know we bounced through a few different topics there. I think there are a lot of principles that are relevant for people thinking about bringing in strategists to their organization or perhaps uh, improving the experience of strategists in their organization. And honestly, I, I hope there are a few people in creative and design departments who see your name and listen to this uh, mm -hmm. because like ECDs, you can make such a difference to someone's life and career just by mm -hmm. maybe having a drink with them, a coffee with them, asking them, you know, questions about their career, bringing them in. And it doesn't have to be combative and it can be passive aggressive. It can be a combative relationship between strategists and, and, and uh, creative and design departments. It doesn't have to be that way. It's kind of yeah. incredible when it's not right. But, but I actually, I like combat and I, and I like that tension. And yeah. I like that, that tension. Like, actually, if you have the tension, you cannot be creative. Mm. So like, I think like we, we are trying to avoid that tension as, as a culture, as a society. We're trying to avoid like, like conflict. Come on, like let's let's embrace conflict. Like with the tension, you can create things. If there's no tension, of course you're gonna do the same thing everybody does. Yeah, but that, that applies to everything. Yeah, I mean, look, there's combat when it's one person versus another, and one's gonna yeah. lose. And there's combat working within a team to get somewhere better, right? Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. But yeah, that ego ego battle is not is not good. Of course, like we need to avoid that. But mm -hmm. but tension, if it's constructive tension and constructive chaos, that's something that is going to be always good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. David, where can people find out about you? Where are you most active on the internet? So, I'm not really that active because I'm so busy but you can find me in the, the usual places like the Twitter or Instagram and all those and then I don't have a portfolio. So, my portfolio is Buenos Portfolio in the last like two years and a half. Mm -hmm. And, and you can find me as well in my my URL that as I'm saying doesn't have a portfolio, but at least you have like a landing page, navarro.co. Mm -hmm. So cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we could finally talk and I appreciate your insights. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me on Sweathead today. No, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I had like so much fun now. Awesome. Peace. <laughs>